podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha. And in this episode, we'll be talking about Haruka Tenno and Michiru Kayo and the Death Busters arc slash Sailor Moon S. Finally! Whoo boy, here we go. <laughs> I mean, as Kim was saying before we hit record, I don't know how much of this is going to be new information because we've been talking shit about them for how many episodes now? The entire time. The whole time. <laughs> All of it. I don't even remember what kind thoughts we had for them in the manga episodes because, like... Well, it yeah, it's hard because <laughs> I truly love these characters. And they do... Even in the anime, they have some good moments. They really do. But yeah. then it's undercut by some really, really weird choices. It is. Um, we'll start with the basics, as we usually do in these character analyses, uh, which are stats. So for Haruka, she's type B, which is the same as Minako. So I find it very interesting that these two are the leaders of um, the inner and outer senshi, and they're both type B. Mm -hmm. And again, type B is the most discriminated against blood type in Japan. You choose type B to lead your, uh, your sailor teams? It's very interesting to me that she would pick that because type Bs are literally thought to be selfish. They're very passionate, wild, strong, passionate, etc. But they're thought to be selfish. Like, there's literal discrimination against people who have type B blood in Japan. That is, that's very interesting. I remember you talking about that before. Um, mm -hmm. But I wonder if that's, I wonder if she's trying to make a statement because the the idea is that they're so passionate that maybe that's what helps them make a good leader. Maybe because um, they're single-minded, you know? Well, I, I wonder if it's more like type Bs are because they're less structured. They're more likely to roll with the punches and they can mm. adapt to the situation. Right. Um, uh, for our Western folks, uh, Haruka's birthday is January 27th. So let me see. This will have come out in two weeks. So it will be in two days from the release of this episode. Hmm. Keep that in mind. So that makes her an Aquarius. Uh, her likes are racing and flirting. <laughs> <laughs> there are more likes, but these are the ones that I feel are, are the most important. And her dislikes include natto, which are fermented soybeans that even Japanese people don't like. Natto <laughs> is very divisive. Uh, her last name, Tenno, means king of the sky. And Tenose is the word for Uranus. Mm-hmm. So for Michiru, she's a type O, so like Isagi, like Chibiusa, like Jupiter. Uh, type O's are leaders who are good at communicating feelings and opinions, optimistic, agreeable, and romantic. Her birth date is March 6th, so that makes her a Pisces. And again, like their sun signs are ruled by their planets, so Uranus is considered the ruling planet for Aquarius, Neptune is considered the ruling planet for Pisces. Pluto is considered the ruling planet for Scorpios. And Saturn is the ruling planet for Capricorn. Just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> I don't think I said it in the last episode. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, she likes violin. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming in cosmetics. But she dislikes sea cucumbers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Haruka and Michiru's dislikes are very sensible. <laughs> See, cucumber, uh, cucumbers are gross yeah so Michiri's last name is Kayo which means sea king and Kaiose is the word for Neptune nice 
Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go into, like, the history of how, like, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto got their names, their Japanese names, because um, there is a little bit of a story for that. So just go to Wikipedia. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. In the manga, I love them. In the anime, I thought I was going to love them. <laughs> I love them at times in the anime, but, again, there were just some moments that... Um, uh, are just so upsetting, just so disappointing, especially with uh, Uranus. Well, well, we'll cover them in the manga first, but one thing that I found interesting is as the the show progressed, Neptune became less and less important. Yeah. And that pissed me off, but we'll get to that. Yeah. In the manga, we first see them in Shadow, because uh, they're watching the, the inner century fight Udiel. And then we see Haruka in the arcade. And it's never explained why Haruka is there. And I'm wondering, and I put this in the notes, like, I'm wondering if the reason why she went to the arcade and did this racing game is because she knew that Isagi and Minako would be there and she just wanted to see them. Yeah. Because in the manga, like, Haruka is very vocal with how much she wants to protect Isagi. Yeah. Um, she's clearly attracted to her as well. But there's also, like, a level of love that Haruka has for Isagi that isn't necessarily shared uh, between Michiru and Setsuna. Right. Yeah, it's... It is very interesting the way it plays out in the manga. Like, it definitely... They definitely give this vibe of Haruka being um, kind of a rival romance for Usagi. And... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I I like how it kind of plays out. You can tell that there's Haruka is just attracted to her and it's kind of at times ambiguous where those feelings are coming from, you know? Mhm. Mm I really love how the manga sets both Haruka and Michiru as like romantic foils for Usagi and Mamoru. Mm -hmm. And I like that with Haruka, like, Usagi is, like, also attracted. Like, there is a mutual attraction there. And yeah. for Michiru and Mamoru, who I think probably by most people's standards in society would make a much more sensible and attractive couple, there's nothing. There's no chemistry. Yeah. Nothing. There's, there's definitely chemistry between Haruka and Usagi. But, you know, I noticed something interesting when I was looking back through it. Usagi sh winds up sharing a kiss with a couple different characters, but when she's kissing Mamoru, her eyes are closed. Any other kiss you see, her eyes are open. Like, she can't believe what's happening right now, you know? Mm. Yeah. Instead of, like, when she's with Mamoru and she is fully engaged with that kiss, you know? Wow, so, I never noticed that. Mm-hmm. So when you see Haruka kiss Usagi, Usagi's eyes are open. Huh, that's great. Yeah, I thought that was a neat little subtle thing. I love that. I love that Usagi, like, flat out asks Haruka, like, are you a senshi? And Haruka's like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usagi is so much more aware in the manga. Yeah, they... We had one episode in the anime where it's just like, is Haruka male or female? Uh, and then it was like, I had seen it written elsewhere that, you know, like in the anime, Haruka is just more of like a mask presenting woman, but it's mm -hmm. definitely cis. Whereas in the manga, there's more gender fluidity there. There's more of a, like, 
Um, She's a lot like, more non-binary. Yeah, there's she doesn't ascribe to like the gender binary. You know, like she will wear both masculine and feminine clothes, and it's literally just like I feel like wearing it. Yeah, and a lot more mix and match. Yeah, and we have that moment where um, after Pluto is awakened, uh, when Izagi's like, "Why can't we all be friends?" and Uranus is the one who hesitates the most, and Meteor is just like, "Uranus isn't really like Haruka's not really." like is 50% male 50% female but not like in a biological sense but just kind of in that they don't ascribe to the gender binary yeah and it's interesting because we didn't have that language back then like in the 90s we didn't have that that phrase non-binary so trying to get that message across is was very difficult and I think that's probably why it didn't get translated into the anime. But in the manga, you definitely get that vibe a lot more. And it's depicted through the interactions. It's also in- depicted through her fashions. And um, yeah, I, as a preteen slash young teen girl, um, I definitely styled myself after Haruka. And <laughs> uh, I don't know why it didn't take until... Um, I was last year, uh, um, last year, I think, is when I started finally realizing that I'm somewhere in the non-binary spectrum, Mm. and uh, I don't know why it's taken me all the way to my mid-30s to be like, oh yeah, this non-binary character that I related to in my um, pre-teens may be what what I'm feeling right now, you know? Oh yeah, well, I think that's... I don't think that's an uncommon story for people who are uh, non-binary or who are anything other than cisgender and heterosexual. Yeah. I think that's a very common uh, experience of just like, oh, that would explain it. And then everybody in your past being like, well, here is this period of time where you just were that and you go, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and when you and I met, I was pretty... Uh, masculine presenting mm-hmm. which is very different than the way people see me now so when I started to uh, express to people hey I think I might be non-binary a lot of people around me have been like what? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> your favorite color is pink how does that work? you know <laughs> and what I've kind of been going through, and this is nothing close to major than the revelation that you've just shared with like all of our audience, but for decades now, I've not liked the color pink Mm -hmm. and I've just kind of had to be like, you dislike the color pink because for a long time you just saw feminine things as inherently weak and bad Mm -hmm. because of the society in which we live. And I'm trying to reach pink neutrality. (laughs) You know, like, I don't have to love pink, but like, it's also just kind of like, why do I hate, like, actually, why do I hate pink? Why do I think this is a bad color? Yeah. Um, And, you know, the excuses that I would use before, like, they're, they were bad. They were bad excuses. But because it's such a common thing to hate pink, because pink is associated with femininity, and femininity is bad. It's like, no, that's actually a really shitty excuse. (laughs) Right. Well, and you and I grew up at at the peak, uh, not like other girls era. You know, God, where yeah. the the highly feminine um, girl character was the bully, was the bad girl, was the mean girl. 
and then the tomboyish or bookish uh plain jane or you know masculine character was or or the you know the goth the outcast type girl was the good girl you know Mm -hmm. that was such a common theme during our teen years and that really made an impression on us our preteen and teen years you know Mm -hmm. i mean just take a glance at like the harry potter universe you have like uh bookish hermione who doesn't care so much about her looks and she's the good guy and then you have characters in that that series that are more feminine presenting and it's kind of um made fun of they're ridiculed yeah yeah ridiculed yeah oh you don't want to be one of those flighty um arrogant girly girls shallow girly girls do yeah yeah. And I've I've embraced uh you know, I'm a cosmetologist, so obviously I've embraced femininity, but I've I'm still trying to find that balance between my feminine side and my masculine side since I'm somewhere in there, you know? Yeah. And uh, also like the way Haruka presented because like I wouldn't say I dressed masculinely, but like I definitely I it's in it's been in like the last six years or so that I've kind of just embrace more feminine silhouettes but like i pretty much did dress like more masculine it's just like jeans every day like here's a t-shirt like like i dressed like a teenage boy for a really long time Uh uh-huh you know and i liked that in haruka because haruka does both yeah she she'll dress up she'll dress up in like a girly outfit like once it's revealed in the manga that she's a woman like we suddenly see her in outfits that do emphasize her bust and like there's one outfit she wears where she's just wearing like a long sleeve top and like a spaghetti strap tank over it Mm -hmm. and it just looks so good yeah i love that she can just be both i love yeah manga there's never any real challenge of it i think you saw at one point like asks like so are you a man or a woman and haruka's like doesn't matter yeah and, and in the manga, it really doesn't get explored too much deeply than that. Like, in the anime, it definitely gets played up a hell of a lot that they're like, oh my god, she's actually a girl, in a very playful way for comedic effects. And, like, yeah. it's pretty funny. They do some pretty funny stuff with that. But I think it's really cool to, that the manga had that kind of representation. Mm-hmm. And the manga in general, like... Yeah, I'm not going to say that Takeishi Sensei wrote Sailor Moon trying to advance, like, the LGBTQIA plus agenda, because I 100% she didn't. I think it's literally, it goes back to her saying, like, I wrote characters that I wanted to be friends with. Yeah, which is just, that's so cool, you know? Takeishi Sensei is a weirdo like the rest of us. Yes, and it's just, (laughs) it's such a pure intention. It's not, oh, look at how, um diverse this can be it's just these are people i think are cool and i want them in my story it's like Mm -hmm. we think you're cool too you know um it also like made me feel really good about like um what is i mean everybody knows sarah's dress in the labyrinth is gorgeous oh yeah but i prefer jareth's blue coat you know (laughs) yeah it's there are several times where like i will watch like a TV show or a movie or whatever, and I will like both the the male and the female outfits, and I know I would be more comfortable in the male outfits. And everyone's kind of okay with that, mm-hmm. you know. It's just kind of like, yeah, I can dress up like a man. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm recalling 
somebody on a dating app where I had put in my profile that I love Sailor Moon. And this asshole <laughs> um, uh, asked me if I did cosplay, which I was like, that's a fair question. And then I was like, no, but like my dream cosplay for Sailor Moon is as King and Demian. And then he asked if I was a dom. And I was like, I don't understand. Oh, my how God. Got here. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because apparently me wanting to dress up as a masculine character means that I'm stronger and it's just like okay first of all you don't know who this character is <laughs> right it's like oh second you of be all a king huh right it's like second of all like wow we are th- five messages deep into a conversation conversation my dude <laughs> just cutting to the chase there i was just like yeah i don't have time for this i'm gonna go yeah you you've turned my dream cosplay into something weird and i don't want to participate uh, my dream cosplay is still as King and Demian. I do want the waistcoat. I do want the lavender cloak. Uh, one day. <laughs> someday. 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 And I like that in the manga, we we have a whole thing where we see Sailor Neptune clearly, but Sailor Uranus gets a gets a cape for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Capes are cool. To really kind of confuse, like, oh, there's a new senshi and a new tuxedo mask. And I yeah. love that kind of, like, who are these people? I love that Venus is constantly sensing them. <laughs> and it's yeah. just Venus. Yeah. I love that Michiru, conf- like, basically just confronts Mamoru. And, like, initially is trying to be a little flirty. And Mamoru's like, I'm a one-woman man. Right. I don't know. Like, none of this is going to work. So is just like, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to fuck with you. Like, here you go. Here's... <laughs> And Beecher is like, it's okay. I'm I'm actually gay, so right. It's just like none of this will work. (laughs) Yeah, here's the tickets. (laughs) Michiru is a lot colder in the manga. Like there's um, there's more warmth from Haruka. Like there's a lot of love in Haruka that does not exist in Michiru. (laughs) Yeah. So in the manga, um, Haruka is definitely the one who's the heart. And uh, Michiru is, like you said, a lot colder. She's a lot more analytical. And in the anime, they kind of swap it up some, where Haruka is um, a lot more um, hot-headed. She's very hot-headed and, like, I guess focused on the mission, even though the mission is just Mm -hmm. all kinds of wrong. And Michiru is the soft, more um, compassionate one. You know, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, who's going to carry out the mission? It's it's not, it's, you know, if, if it comes down to letting this person die, like in the manga, if it comes down to somebody dying, Haruka would be the one more likely to be like, but I don't want this person to die. And, and Michiru, I feel like, is the one who would be more like, we got the mission, though. And in the anime... Michiru would be like, up. anyway, deep submerge. Right, exactly. And in the the anime, that's totally different. It's, it's You have Michiru asking Haruka, like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure we want to do this? And Haruka's like, we've got the mission! You know, and it's... And, and she, it feels, honestly, like... Again, the anime writer's just not understanding the assignment... Yeah. Where they're, because again, the people working behind the scenes on the anime were mostly male, and the people working behind the scenes for the manga were mostly female. Yeah. And the mostly male writers and animators are like, well, here's the gender binary. And again, even today in the 21st century, Japan really struggles with seeing women as people. Right. 
Yeah, because in the manga Michiru, you have somebody who's very feminine, but could still be emotionally cold and distant. And you have uh, Haruka, who uh, leans more masculine or androgynous, and she can still be soft and compassionate. Uh, in mm-hmm. the anime, they don't get that. The feminine one is soft and compassionate. The The masculine one is fully masculine and has to be the temperamental, um, more logical one, I guess. And uh, Haruka, um, Haruka really kind of takes on, in the anime, really takes on the the anime rival trope. Yeah, she does. She's the Vegeta. Like... <laughs> It's so funny how much, like, Dragon Ball, like, really set the stage for all shonen tropes. Oh, yeah. Vegeta, and again, Sasuke, it's... here she is. Oi. Yeah, it's, that's the thing, like, all of the jump mangas, like, all of them follow the same path of of Dragon Ball. Like, yeah, they just all do. Here's your stupid main character. Here's his deep, secretive rival who's angry all the time. Uh, here's your girl, here's your best friend, here's your stupid best friend, um, <laughs> here's your, like, immortal creature that looks like they're five, here's your, um, immortal creature that looks like they're 5,000, um. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. You think you've reached the top, but you haven't. Uh, I like that in the manga, they are actually awakened. Mm-hmm. They're fully awakened, um. In the anime, we only get to see Haruka awaken as a senshi and not Neptune, which I think was a mistake. Uh, in the manga, we have no idea. We don't know what made them activate. Yeah. Yeah. They just arrive, and they're here, and they've infiltrated um, Mugen Gakuen and their students, and they're monitoring not just Hotaru, they're monitoring like the whole organization. That's why they keep showing up to everything, because they're like... We know where the bad guys are, but, like, this is our target. Yeah, they're already on the job in the mm-hmm. manga. And they have the talismans! Yeah. Instead of wasting 20 episodes well, <laughs> screaming about talismans, yeah. they just have them, and Michiru uses her mirror to scry. The anime just... The anime handles the talismans very different than the manga does. The anime very much uses them... The manga uses them as tools that are used throughout the manga. The anime uses them as MacGuffins, like they do with every other season. We've got to do a thing. we got to find a thing. we got to suck energy out of people. It's it's very much the same routine, just with a little bit different set dressing. So, And I'm okay with stealing energy from people. Like, that always makes sense to me. But, like, the... <sighs> I was so frustrated with the talismans because clearly like Uranus and Neptune are not as active as they could be because they're like, we only have two talismans and we need three. Yeah. So even though we know Saturn is inside of this little kid, we can't activate her with two people. Right. Right. It's not going to happen, but we're going to keep an eye on her because she doesn't need to die yet. Yeah. And then the second Setsuna wakes up, they're like, well, fuck. We're out of, <laughs> we're out of time. We got to kill the baby. Yeah. They're like, we've got the Space Sword, the Deep Aqua Mirror, and the Garnet Orb. We're gonna wake up the Death Senshi. Yeah. <laughs> and the world's gonna end again, and we don't want that to happen, because we were all there when it happened last time, and it sucked. Yeah. To um, kind of come back to the, the um, 
LGBT thing for a moment. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about the non-binary identity. We can't not talk about the lesbian relationship between Michiru and Haruka. Cause Absolutely not. Like, that's so important. It's so important. And even though in the manga, it's definitely done better than in the anime, um, for a lot of the American audience, this was their first time seeing a same-sex couple in a kid's TV show. And even though in America, when it first aired, they tried to lampshade it as, uh, these are cousins. They're just super close because they're cousins. They just, they're just cousins who care about each other very much. Everybody knew. Like, everybody knew. The manga was unambiguous. They didn't get the memo. The manga was published. In the manga, they were gay. So, like, me and the other kids would tell the kids who didn't know in the school, like, oh, by the way, did you know that these two are not cousins? They are actually gay. And everyone's like, oh, that makes so much more sense. (laughs) It makes more sense. Like, literally all of that happened in, like, the original, I guess it was Cloverway not Deku did the who did the dub for Sailor Moon S, but it's just mm. like all you did was turn this into incest. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's the joke. That's the running joke that still lingers today. You didn't hide a lesbian relationship. You just made it incestuous. So mm-hmm. <laughs> It was also I think the first time that I realized that lesbians could exist. Yeah. Cause at that point I had only ever heard of gay people in the context of men being gay. Right. And it had never occurred to me that it was something that women also experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, women are not, like, especially when we were kids, like, female sexuality was not something to embrace. Not at all. It was something to endure. And any woman who wants sex is not a good woman. Yeah. Well, it comes back to the, um... But also, if you have a male partner, you have to satisfy him completely Mm -hmm. but you're not allowed to enjoy it you're not allowed to want it you just have to do it for his sake and it's like why (laughs) why are we making that part of the messaging well yeah there's definitely like the madonna horror complex thing going on but also with the with the narrative of the not like other girls thing you had that that feminine figure the mean girl who is also promiscuous and then you mm-hmm. have the the heroine who is more uh, masculine or play Jane, plain Jane, whatever it may be, less feminine, who is more um, prudish, conservative. You know, uh, she's mm-hmm. the good girl. You know, to quote Taylor Swift, uh, "She wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts." Right, exactly. That whole thing just it is the epitome of the attitudes of that time. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's, it's, I, I'm not surprised it was, it, it was so hard for people to note that, you know, to, to think about that, that, you know, lesbians <laughs> exist, you know, um, that girls can just be in love with other girls. I'm, I'm really glad that I was exposed to Sailor Moon and the manga and stuff like that when I was um I don't know where I learned specifically the word bi from but I knew as soon as I started developing um attraction that 
oh, bye. Yep, that's what I am. So mm. I was like, I don't think I was ever really in the closet. Once I understood that word, that's the word I used for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't remember when you told me you were bisexual, but you said you're like, I'm bis-. you're like, yeah, you know, I'm bisexual. And I was like, have we, ha- we've never had this conversation. <laughs> I I kind of just took it as a given. So that's why there wasn't really like ever a coming out. Cause I don't know. Somehow I assume people knew. No, I think for, for me, and this is not necessarily a good thing. I generally just assume people are like cis and hetero until told otherwise. Yeah. Well, I've understood that since then. But- Which, which I feel like is a it's is generally a safe bet, but it's also just kind of like if you tell me that you're not one of these things, then I will adjust my brain accordingly, and I'm yeah. not going to like think that you're weird. Although the concept of gay men confused me because I was like, "But why?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "Yeah, lesbians totally make sense. Women want to hang out with other women. We we're pretty great." But like, gay men, really? Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, and then it, at that time, the representation was so bad. Just mm-hmm. so bad. Uh, but I think... Sailor Moon S. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Sailor Moon S for, for um, especially for kids in the late 90s, early 2000s. I think it was early 2000s when it was airing in the US. Sailor Moon S was so important for every little gay kid. Yeah. Yeah, and was. for all the straight kids who didn't know what gay was, <laughs> counting mm-hmm. myself, because it was just like, and the anime, like for a few episodes, was just kind of like, you can't do that, Haruka's a woman, you know, and it's just like, you can't do this, you're both women, you know, this kind of thing where like, the anime was very much kind of like, but you can't, you're both women, uh, whereas the manga is like, yeah, we're both women. And I okay, love I, I love Ami. There's absolutely Ami, nothing in the manga. Yeah, in the in the anime, there's the whole you can't do that. They're a woman. They can't be a couple. They're a woman. Ami says again and again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> mm. I just love that that um, like and I don't know if it's just supposed to be like it doesn't matter because this isn't an important topic, but I like to read it as. It doesn't matter. They're just a couple, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't matter that they're both girls. They're still a couple. Like, maybe Ami just being more educated and smarter than the, the other kids around her is like, yeah, no, lesbians are a thing, guys. Yeah, Ami just being like, look, it makes perfect sense. It doesn't matter. None right. of this matters to the mission. <laughs> right, right. It's like, okay, yeah, they're gay. Can we get back on topic, though? <laughs> mm-hmm. Them being gay does not stop the world from ending. Yeah, yeah. So either way, it's it's just funny. I like that she she does that. Um, but unfortunately, we do have to talk about the bad too. So I I absolutely love. God, there's so much bad. <laughs> their existence is wonderful. It was one of the few scant representations we got at the time. The manga was flawless. The anime had issues, um, but the issues are not so much focused on that um on on their orientation that that was allowed to just exist they were allowed to just literally as a gay couple literally their orientation was the saving grace for them yeah really really because there were so many beautiful just like art shots where it's just them in watercolors yeah beautiful music all of the weird hand stuff they did i fucking each other across the room (laughs) like 
all of me cheerios dirty jokes like their orientation and them being a couple was the saving grace for both of these characters right i think the it's biggest literally thing, everything else that bothers me <laughs> the biggest thing that screwed it up was their dynamic with usagi um specifically haruka's they mm. they most of the contention comes from that the fact that she had this loose friendship with them in the beginning, which they played up as a big thing, but they didn't have enough payoff for, you know, they didn't have enough build or, or payoff for it to be, they built it like, oh, here's this friendship that formed, but no, we are actually on opposite sides, but wait, we're not on opposite sides. Why can't we work together? It's done in a very forced way in the anime where it was more organic in the manga. And then the whole, Big thing is that Haruka acts like Usagi is incapable of doing anything, even after Usagi has proved herself again and again and again. And then the cherry on the top of of this whole thing is when, after Usagi has saved the world, Haruka decides they need to fight her so that Usagi can prove that she is a worthy leader. As if none of the rest of the stuff that has happened the rest of this season was worthy. And that's the big thing. That's my big issue. Everything stems back to the fact that they just don't respect her in the anime. Yeah, there were so many table flipping moments. Because again, in the manga, they are actually fully awakened. Whereas in the anime, they're not. They don't really know what their mission is. They just have like this idea of talismans. They don't know what the talismans do. They don't know what the talismans are. They don't know what the talismans look like. They assume that they've got to murder people in order to get them. Yeah. They're okay with letting the enemy attack because the enemy attacks pull out talismans. Yeah. Like, that's what they're hoping for. And they're just such assholes. Yeah. All of the time. Like, Michiru is less of an asshole, but, like, she also doesn't stop Haruka. Like, Michiru is, is just kind of, except for, like, in the episodes where she's facing off against Ami, like, Michiru and, like, um, Haruka's, like, awakening a Sailor Uranus, like, Michiru doesn't, Michiru's agency is reduced considerably as the anime goes on. As, yeah. like, we get more episodes. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating because she's so freaking cool. Like, is. there is a reason why everybody in the anime, in the month, there's a reason why everybody looks up to Michiru. Like, she is kind of, like, the ideal woman in Japanese society, uh, which is so, which is, which makes her being a lesbian just really, it makes it funny, you know, yeah. in a, not in a haha way, but it's just like, haha, here you go, the feminine ideal, but she don't want no man. Right, right. Um, She's so feminine. She likes other women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's frustrating because there are points where like Haruka is like yelling and, you know, it's like, we can't work with you. And Michiru's like, well, maybe we need to, like, talk to them. And Hark is like, no, I'm leaving. And Michiru kind of pulls a stay by your man right. sort of move and, and goes with Uranus. And I think it would have been way more interesting to have, you know, to have Neptune be like, I've been doing this longer than you. Yeah. Like, you're acting like you know what's happening and you don't. And we don't. She totally. They don't even know. Th they don't even know that Usagi is their princess until Pluto shows up. Yeah. 
I remember when, like, when Haruka's like, who can believe, like, that little kid is going to be, like, our princess, like, talking about Chibiusa. And I was really grateful that we didn't have a, that we don't have a coffee table. We have, like, this really long ottoman that we use as a coffee table. And it's filled with, like, stuff. Because I would have absolutely 100% flipped a table. Because I was so angry. I was just like, this whole time, they didn't even know who, like, what Sailor Moon is. Yeah. And that's really what... They didn't know anything about the Silver Millennium. They didn't know anything about the future. They didn't know anything. They just hear talismans and destruction and messia, and they're like, that's all I care about. And it's like... Yeah. What the fuck? Well, and that's what really... So, in the anime, despite the flaws, I really did like their characters up until things... Like, I was able to forgive a lot because they didn't have their memories. Once their memories were restored, they knew what their mission was, and they knew who Sailor Moon slash Usagi slash Serenity was, there was no excuse for them to be the assholes that they were being. And that's what completely Mm -hmm. killed them for me in the anime. Because it's just like, why are you acting like this? Why, Why can't you trust your princess? Why can't you work? If, if she matters so much, why don't you respect her more? And they just don't. And Michiru just completely loses her voice. You know, she mm-hmm. stops having any impact at all. It's very much just, I'm just going to follow my man, which Haruka might as well just be a guy at that point, you know? Yeah, she, she I mean, like, all nuance. So, except for the fact that she wears a skirt as Sailor Uranus, like, they, the anime writers and animators, like, fully were just, like, gender binary. Yeah, just and writing Haruka, as a like, man. And, like, in the manga, when, um, uh, Super Sailor Moon is just like, oh, I'm the only one who can stop Master Pharaoh 90 and, like, jumps into the darkness of Master Pharaoh 90. Like, Uranus and Venus both hit the ground, you know, in despair. And Uranus is, like, shouting, like, all of this, everything we were working towards was to protect her and now she's gone. And we kind of get a similar moment in the anime, but it's not about Usagi. It's just, like, was everything we did, speaking about herself and Neptune... Like, was that all for nothing? And I was just like, yeah, of course it was for fucking nothing. You didn't know what you were doing. Yeah. Like, Chibi Moon is more effective than you are. Chibi Moon, what are you doing? You're the outer senshi. You defended the Earth from, like, extra solar system attacks. Like, And you're just here. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know who you are. And then literally, like... And then once the enemy is defeated, once Saturn is summoned, like, you don't know what to do. And then you steal, you snatch a baby out of your princess's hands and then leave. Which we don't and even see. And then you see. come, we which don't we don't even, see. We do not even see how that plays out. We just, in the end of one episode, Usagi has the baby. And then in the next episode, nobody knows where the baby is, except when we cut away to Michiru and Haruka. No one even seems to be aware that there was a baby. Yeah. They're like, what baby? Like, it's like, I thought I felt a warmth in my arms. Yeah, because you were holding a baby and then all of your friends ran up and then we cut to Chibi Moon waking up. Like, it was so, it, it was so, con- yeah. they made some weird choices. They made some really fucking and weird choices. I, and I, I just don't and understand co- why she And contrast, them. like, in the manga where we see, like, Uranus and Neptune and Pluto, like, working together and, like, agreeing on things. And then eventually they're like, okay, 
we clearly can't do this separately. You're not going, like, we can't get to Hotaru now because the enemy is alerted to that. Like, you've ruined our plan. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to kill her, but now we all have to do it together. (laughs) Right. And so they split up into two teams of Super Sailor Moon and the Outers. But, like, they they come to the conclusion that they have to work together. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just flows and a it, lot better because of that. Yeah. Because by and that like, point, it the, just makes sense. It does make sense. It's just like, we still don't agree. Like, we want to kill Hotaru. Like, they're still teaming up, but like, the outers are still very much, we have to kill Hotaru to prevent the destruction of the world. And uh, Sailor Moon and the Anners are like, we have to save Hotaru and the world. And <laughs> it just doesn't exist in the anime. There's just. Like, Setsuna gives us all the information, but then, like, doesn't participate in the discussion. And Haruka's just like, I've decided, and nobody challenges Haruka. And it's so frustrating. It's so... Yeah. Yeah. Why are you making these decisions? It's so bad. I love, like... That said, every time I hear world shaking, I'm delighted. (laughs) They have some pretty cool attacks. Like, Megumi Ogata, like, saying world sh- world though shaking. Mm-hmm. Like, the animation, all of it. I fucking love world shaking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Deep Submerge is also great, don't get me wrong, but there's something about world shaking. Yep. Things are going <laughs> down. Oh my god, it's so good. You know, like, de- like, everybody has great attacks. Like, I'm not here to say, like, somebody's attacks are better than someone else's attacks. But world shaking is the best attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... Um, you know... Yeah. And then, too, in the anime, like, at the end, because the grail is gone, but then she's able... Like, Sailor Moon is able to transform into Super Sailor Moon because all of the senshi give her their energy, including Uranus and Neptune... And then still, at the end of the anime, we have to fight you. Why? Because you have to prove yourself to us? And it's like, I've saved the world three goddamn times. I've saved your asses multiple times. I fixed the problem. Yeah. I don't have to prove shit to you. Yeah. I am your queen. Fucking kneel down. Right. Yeah, it's, it's very frustrating that they kind of forced that whole thing. Um... It's so, it's such a waste, like, episodes 125, episode 125 is a waste. <laughs> I will not say 126 is a waste, because that's, that's some real great emotion between, like, everybody being like, Chibisa has to leave us and go back to the future. Like, I love that episode. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna knock that episode, but episode 125 was garbage. Yeah, no, that one was extremely frustrating. And it's, you know, I, the, I I think the reason why we have such a bitter taste in our mouth about those characters is because it is the latter half of that whole arc. You know, it, it just, it, mm-hmm. it, um, it's character assassination, you know? They started mm-hmm. out as good, strong, fun characters, and then it just goes downhill. And yeah, they don't get it, redeemed. It's like what you... They don't get redeemed by the end. It just gets worse by the end. So it kind of colors the whole reflection as you look back at the that season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what you said. Like, once they awaken... I mean, once they got their talismans, they should have had a full awakening. And they really should have had them do a face heel turn. Yeah, yeah. And they do, a, that- they do a heel turn, but it's in the wrong direction. 
I mean, they... Again, it's the the people who worked on the anime did not understand the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they just did not understand the assignment. I think they were so focused on having, like, that weekly format that they forgot who the protagonists were. Right. Like, so often, this happens with every... With the exception of Dark Kingdom, um, the anime workers do so much better for the villains than yeah. they ever do for the senshi it didn't get on it didn't grind my gears when i was a teenager but it bothers the shit out of me as an adult yeah. like tiger's eye fisheye and hawk's eye are like flash in the pan enemies in the manga and they're they're they carry the whole season for super s like most of most of the season is them and I'm just sitting here being like, where's the Amazonist quartet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's so, I mean, granted, I can understand why, like, the animators would be like, can we not have the Amazonist quartet? Like, their hair is stupid. And <laughs> but we'll, perfectly fair. We'll get to that season when we get there. But um... yeah, but but it, it's so frustrating because clearly the animators, like the writers, they loved Haruka and Michiru. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of attention. Like, their themes are the best. Like, the art for them is always really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was very rare to see to see either one of them be poorly animated. Uh, but there's clearly a lot of love and care uh, dedicated to the creation and animation of Haruka and Michiru in the anime that just plot-wise does not carry through. Yeah. So it's just like, I know you love these characters. It's very obvious. Well, I feel like by the time they get to that, they've written themselves into a corner. That was, yeah, like, the writing for S was better than R, um, but that's not really much of, that's not a hard bar to clear. Yeah. You know? Like, it's not. It's just like, well, it was better than R, and it's like, yeah, but R was a, was a dumpster fire. Yeah. R was, like, the perpetually burning tire fire in, like, Springfield and The Simpsons, like... Being better than R is not a difficult leap. This season was a lot more entertaining, at least, though. Like, there was a lot more comedy, yeah. and it played off a lot better. I feel like uh, R, except for the Doomtree arc, was trying to be comedic, but it really fell flat a lot of the time. Yeah. But, yeah, um, S, was, S was more enjoyable. I, I loved, kind of, like, Haruka and Michiru just kind of, like showing up all the time in every yeah. episode <laughs> they you know it's just kind of like why are you here they knew everybody they were friends with everybody i wish they had leaned into more of like them being rich yeah i wish we had seen that a little bit more yeah you don't see it at all but those characters were really at their best when they were just being themselves before all mm-hmm. the pressure of the plot started weighing on them and they made weird choices with where it was yeah. going but yeah, I mean, what's the iconic? What's the iconic scene like Haruka on the diving board while Michiru is swimming? Yeah, let us not underestimate the power of that scene. <laughs> that was when I fully understood. I was like, "Oh, they're not cousins." <laughs> <laughs> this is not a cousin relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody knew. Most everybody knew. Yeah. Everybody knew. I had read I had read the manga, but it was just kind of like, okay, I'll go along with what you say, duh, but I know this is wrong. Um 
but yeah, it was very much like a, oh, like you don't, you can't keep this in. Right. <laughs> and expect people to think that they're cousins. And it's just being like, okay, I guess they're, they're cousins who, uh, get along behind the scenes. Uh. <laughs> yep. Kissing cousins. <sighs> it's, we're so frustrated because we love them so much. Yeah. That's really where it comes from. And they they had yeah. so much potential. Even in the anime, they had so much potential. And then they just took it in a weird direction and they couldn't come back from it, you know? Um, and, yeah, and they, 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 they really could have recovered after the Talisman episode, after Sailor Pluto entered the scene, and they just didn't. And they didn't even have the catharsis of coming together in the end as their own team to take care of baby uh, Hotaru. And that's a tragedy in its own, because we could at least have them be together as a unit. And they, they just right? don't. It's they like, just aren't. It's like, it's like okay, Setsuna died, but we can just have, like, your lesbian moms raise this tiny baby. No, we're going to give it to a man who can't remember anything and is, and is not able to use three of his four limbs and is in a long-term care facility because he's not able to take care of himself. But, you know, just leave the baby in his lap. It's fine. Yeah. They just make some really weird choices with it. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I still, though, I still love them. I, I'm i glad what they did for, um, uh, for the LGBTQ plus community, you know, being the, some of that early representation. And really being mm-hmm. really being good representation overall. Like you said, any of the issues with them have nothing to do with their orientation. Um, if anything not whatsoever. Re- yeah. The best part of them is their relationship. It's so strong. It's you know, even with the flirtations going on with like Usagi and Mamoru early on, they still have a strong relationship. And mm-hmm. it's great and we love it. Well, <laughs> Uh, it's very clear that, like, both of them knew what the other was doing. Like, that yeah. was an agreed-upon plan. But Haruka maybe carried it forward a little bit too much. And Michiru is just like, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bonk, go to horny jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but do... Yeah, I, I, I... Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Like, what they've done for, the, like, the LGBTQ community is very, very important. It, it's great representation both in the manga and in the anime and Mm -hmm. like going forward in the musicals as well. Yeah. So as much as we've talked crap about them, as we've gone through the episodes, (laughs) they really are great characters and deserve all the love that they have. Um, They just, they're fan favorites for a reason. Yeah, they really are. And they're still really pretty. Oh God, they're so gorgeous. (laughs) This is, this is, Probably, like, my biggest issue with the anime is that, like, everybody looks fucking fabulous in the manga. In the anime, they they don't. But, like, Haruka and Michiru in the anime are still dressed generally much better than the others. Except for, Except that, for that one swimsuit. fucking swimsuit. <laughs> I knew that. At least when Usagi put a bunch of bows on her swimsuit, it was because there were holes eaten by moths, you know? <laughs> like, that was her saving a swimsuit. That was not a design choice. Right. Ugh, that fucking swimsuit. Like, what? Like, why? The colors? It's so The bad. ruffles? I love it. Oh my god. It's so hideous. It, it's great. It was really, like, 
this swimsuit is the embodiment of the last dying gasp of 80s fashion. <laughs> <sighs> and then thank God it was replaced with that um, simple black one. one piece black one. But it had kind of like that mesh like halter. Yeah. That, that was so good. Yeah, that was a nice one. Oh my God. Michiro always looked good. They made better Haruka choices. always looked good. Yeah. <sighs> they made better choices later on. They did make better choices later on. Early on, it was that was just like the one episode. Maybe there were two episodes where you saw that horrible swimsuit, mm-hmm. but like they were always dressed really well. Yeah, pretty. Uh, Haruka and Michiru always a delight to look at. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, I feel like we covered a lot when it comes to these two. Again, so much was covered during the actual episodes we watched um do we have any more thoughts on them i don't think so i thought i'd be more angry i well i think we got so much of it out as we went along and then we've had like a couple weeks to reflect also you know Mm -hmm. so i think in the moment in the moment we were so frustrated with that character assassination you know we were disappointed I think we're more disappointed than actually mad, you know, like, why Mm -hmm. did you do this to our girls? And now that we've had a minute to reflect, we can be like, this is why this made us so angry, because these two, they matter. They really matter to a lot of people. Um, Mm -hmm. And we can sit here and appreciate them for what they are, and then reflect on where that... um, where that frustration came from, where that weakness came from in the writing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sailor Moon as, like, the Death Busters with Uranus and Neptune, and then a little bit with Chibiusa and Hotaru. Like, that's when, like, any gayness in Sailor Moon went from subtext to text. <laughs> and was and it was just a part of the rest of the series. Yeah. Where, and you know, like, it was never comment upon in the manga as like it being weird for two women to be together mm-hmm. you know even though it absolutely would have been super weird in the 90s for two women to be together in japan um i don't know if homosexuality is no longer illegal in japan i didn't think to look that up but like gay rights have a long way to go in japan yeah they did a lot yeah so anyway, I look forward to seeing them in the manga for um, Dead Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we won't see them in the anime, so we'll say goodbye to Haruka and Michiru. Uh, till next time. <laughs> <laughs> My sweet lesbian moms, it's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's alright. <laughs> alright. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Pod. Or contact us through email at oshiokiothepodcast at gmail.com. All that information is in our show notes. Thanks, as always, to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us. Or... Tsukini kawate! Oshiokio! Oshiokio!